It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! everybody this is another bonus episode of horror movie night as you know this week we just did our episode about bad channels and throughout the episode the one thing that we kept coming back to time and time again was the manic depresso video done by psychotic symphony so i figured why not just get one of the fucking guys from the band on the podcast so we're talking to crusty utters the lead singer of psychotic symphony that's me <laughs> so one of the things that we noticed when we watched the movie and i and i wanted to ask you about a little bit is from what what we could see you know there's the three music videos in bed channels and the first two videos are are decent but they're very kind of a band playing and people there watching it and then we get to your guys segment and it it to quote my co-host it feels like a music video it just has that energy and that vibe did you guys come with ideas or did they plan that out for you that was actually Ted Nicolau's idea. He, uh, he worked with the writers to do all that. Um, we, we put a couple of cents in and, you know, saying, do you want this to happen? Do you want that to happen? Do you want uh, uh, putting our, our, our few cents in? But he said, this is how it's going to be. And so we basically did what he said. And it, it came out good. There were some things that uh, we asked him if he wanted to change. And he did some changes. Other than that, uh, uh, it was all Ted. Now, what is the what is the origins of Psychotic Symphony? Because there's definitely, 
you know, there's elements of like guar and green jelly that were kind of floating around at that time. But I really feel like you guys had your own thing going on that was just on such a different level of. I totally understand what you're saying. Um, it, it's kind of weird because even though as a musician that all of us were, um, knowing all those other bands uh, was really new to me. I didn't even know uh, who Green Jello was. I didn't know a lot of the other bands like Guar or anything. I, I, I didn't really even listen to other people's music a lot. Um, at that time, I didn't even have a lot of albums. I was basically, um, I always had my radio off when I drove. I didn't even listen to music. I just, uh, so when Stan Gonzalez and I uh, started recording, it was basically just Stan and I. And of course we had uh, Stan do all the drums. He's an incredible drummer, not just a singer. He was really a drummer. Okay. Uh, but Stan is an incredible writer. Absolutely incredible. Uh, I was a basic, you know, 80s rock and roller. And he took whatever he could of mine and basically turned it into a disco funk as much as he could. And so it was, that's where we got the disco funk metal rock part is when he melded it all together. Stan is an incredible writer. He took my, well, okie dokie stuff and made it what it is, uh, which you could say psychotic symphony. Yeah. Because like um, if, if you're only familiar with their song in, in bad channels, you know, I've listened to eargasm multiple times. It's one of my favorite records from that time yeah. period and it's just you know it's got these elements of it'll go from hip-hop into like a mosh pit like it just goes all right. over the place it's so schizophrenic would be the best way to describe the sounds is that it's yeah, just so constantly we, moving we can't, we can't forget the other we can't forget the other guys we got we got tim tim was pedophilo and uh well he likes to call petrophilo sorry about <laughs> that tim um he uh, uh i always said he was pedophilo the, the of those children's parties, but he didn't like that. So we went with Petrophilo. <laughs> um, Tim, Tim does all the bass lines. He wrote every bit of bass line from day one when we were not just Psychotic Symphony, when we were the Dichondras. And back during the Dichondras days, it was basically me trying to get my music out and Stan um, just basically being a nice guy doing the drum tracks for me and uh, saying, well, do vocals. Tim was actually right there at that time doing bass tracks. Um, but we had like 15 people in costumes dancing around us while we played as a normal long haired band. Um, but the thing was, is that whenever we decided to travel, none of them went with us. That's kind of like when Brian Young or Stanky Poozle uh, joined the band. He, uh, uh, being that he's, He's probably the best guitar player I've ever known in person. Um, you know, being young and watching him play uh, back when I was 16, 17 years old, and he's just a couple of years older than me, was just an incredible guitar player. He took what we had and just bumped it up 10 times. When and then uh, what year? Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I've, I've, you know, been such a huge fan that I've watched like all the live videos of you guys that have, are available on YouTube and the stuff that he does with, you know, he had some oh, yeah. type of mechanism made to make his guitar float and it would cause that <laughs> feedback and the quickness in that which one. he would flick it into the float and then right back into shredding was just mind boggling for me to watch. Oh yeah. Oh, it, you know, the, the same stuff that you make your, 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 uh, your suspenders out of kind of like the, 
regular like rainbow suspenders. Yeah. Well, he had this weird idea of just putting, uh, making a guitar strap out of that stuff. Oh shit! And, that uh, makes I so much sense. Work. I didn't think it would hold. <laughs> you know, because of all all the stuff he did and dancing around like he did, I didn't think it would hold, but it did. <laughs> and so that's what. He just said, I'm going to get the sewing machine out. We all used to sew, which is so weird. <laughs> we all used to sew. So whenever our costumes would break or something was needed, we just sewed it up. We made, we made our own costumes on some of the stuff, especially when uh, uh, when we did uh, 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 the stilts act part of the, the Psychotic Symphony. That We didn't have anything other than the fact that we needed to cover up those stilts. And that was when we got the sewing machine out, and everybody made each everybody made their own costume right there. It was pretty interesting. Yeah, that's a. I mean, that's yeah. a talented skill to have, though. You know, like that's a good <laughs> skill to have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I felt like my mother. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, I'm going to be uh, sewing for this uh, this metal show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but the costumes definitely helped you stand out, if nothing else. But. I mean, your sound already yeah. made you stand out, but the, the costume's just, the, it's so fitting to everything else that's happening. It, it is part of the sound in a weird way. Well, Stanley Gonzalez really did have a real Chuck E. Cheese costume. Okay, that's what that um, was. Okay. Yes, he goes by his Zoid Elbow Zweedy. <laughs> yeah, uh, Zoid, Zoid had a real Chuck E. Cheese costume. We were borrowing it for one night. We just happened to know the manager of a Chuck E. Cheese and so he lent the extra suit to us so he could wear it at one of our shows. And then, lo and behold, that manager got a phone call saying he's fired. Had nothing to do with the suit, though. <laughs> so but, he's just so got he to said, keep it. We, we go, we're, 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 we're going to re- return the suit. He goes, never mind, I got fired. Keep it. <laughs> so, so Zoid had a real Chuck E. Cheese costume. That's what you've seen all these years was a real Chuck E. Cheese costume. I still have that costume. That's awesome. That's uh, so cool to have. Not, it's not really it's not really wearable now. It's just a mass of goo and it kicks once in a while when it's in the garage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Zoid never washed it. <laughs> it's pretty bad. So it's basically a black fungi that's alive. It's kinda like in bad channels when that green thing on the plate kind of jumped <laughs> yeah his suit his suit jumped because he never he never washed it so it just, he just left it duffel bag and it's up in my garage here so it seems like at that time and this is just me making a guess but from the stuff that i saw it felt like full moon kind of was gearing up to go all in on psychotic symphony even if you watch the oh, video were, zone yeah. Like they highlight you guys way more than anything else in bad channels. Yeah, yeah, they really liked us. They really did. And uh, Dean, who worked for uh, uh, the Full Moon uh, record part of it, uh, he just loved us. We hung out a lot. Um, we thought we were going to go full bore and you know see how far we can go. And we had uh, um, plans on uh, traveling with Primus. as an opening act. Oh, that would have been the perfect and, band for you to open for too. I know. Oh, it would have been. Um, we absolutely had it all ready to go. We were like, uh, we were like probably about uh, three or four months, maybe three months out. Everybody getting ready to like, uh, we got to make it to Chicago with our gear. Um, and uh, so what we were doing was we were going to fly into Chicago with just some of our gear. And um, they were going to supply us with the rest of the stuff we needed. 
um, and like basically the the major parts of the amps and stuff we needed, like our, our effects and stuff. We brought that stuff, but um, uh, Zoid didn't want to do it. Oh, uh, he was right in the middle of having a child at the time, and um, uh, he. I, I'm pretty sure he, he regrets that, that particular thing, but, you know, the trial is a lot more important. But, um, you know, we all kind of like, you know, said, you know, without him, we're not going to do it. We even tried uh, talking to Dean Cameron. Dean Cameron, uh, the actor of Ski School, Ski School 2. And Rockula, right? Yeah, he was playing bass. He was going to sing. He was going to take Stan's uh, Zoid's place. And um, Brian and I were talking to him. Um, at that time, he was uh, playing with uh, the guy uh, Satchel, who's for uh, with um, uh, Steel Panther. Okay, holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> Dean was playing. Dean playing with with Satchel uh, in another band, and Satchel was kind of back and forth with uh, um, the uh, I, the uh, the David Lee Roth. No, not David Lee Roth. The uh, not David Lee Roth, but the um, uh, Van Halen project, which was basically, um, uh, I can't remember what, uh, the band that they call it then. Uh, Oh man, like I said, uh, but Satchel was in a Van Halen band with the rest of the guys at Steel Panther before they became Steel Panther. I didn't realize Dean, they've been doing this for so long. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so, um, Dean, uh, I guess like went his other, another way cause he had a uh, ski school two to film. Uh, Satchel and, and the other guys, uh, Brian was in the band, uh, doing the Van Halen band, I broke up, broke up with them and went to David Lee Roth, leaving Satchel to play lead guitar for the Van Halen band. That's why they turned into Steel Panther. Gotcha. What a small world. I never knew that aspect of the story. And Brian played oh, with, really? with David Lee Roth for a while too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Close to, close to seven years now. Yeah. And then, um, you know, it was a while ago now, but still it was, uh, uh, he did um, um, Atomic Punks. I'm sorry, that's the name of the band. <laughs> the Van Halen copy band was Atomic Punks. Okay, and then Atomic Punks became so, Steel Panther. Correct. What a small! Now, Brian, that's such a small world. The the, the 80s band. hair scene, right? <laughs> oh yeah, 80s hair scene. All the guys. We were all like, we all knew each other in in one way or another. You know, like uh, uh, Dean. Dean was going to be singing for us. But um, Brian and I just kind of said, no, it's not going to be the same. Dean is really good, too. Really good bass player, really good singer. Um, it's just that Brian and I kind of said, well, we only got a couple of months to get ready, and I don't know how different it's going to be. We don't even know. So we we just kind of said that was it. And uh, like I said, then Brian uh, ended up going with uh, the Atomic Punks, and then it, it ended up in... David Lee Roth. It's still a great story to, you know, like that's one of those things where you always have that and you always have the movie on the shelf to show and watch. But yeah. man, I, I would have loved to have known what could have happened if that, that Primus tour had taken off. Cause you guys I think you guys would have left an impression for sure. The, the weird thing is, is my, my 18 year old son, who's now 18, he was zero back then. Uh, he, uh, he's now 18. He goes, I watched that movie plenty of times. Oh, you're in it? And I go, yeah, I'm in it. <laughs> you know, like, he didn't even know that was me. <laughs> and so he goes, yeah, that's me. I, that's why I wanted you to watch the movie. He goes, oh, I didn't realize that's why you wanted me to watch it. I didn't realize that was you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay, well, yeah, I'm pushing a movie on you that I just want you to know that I, I liked a lot. <laughs> yeah, so, and I'm, I'm telling you, 18 years old, and he goes, well, okay, now I get it. Now I get it. So you're that guy in the yellow hair. Yeah, that's me in the yellow hair. <laughs> oh, okay, that's why you want to push, on, push that movie on me all these years. <laughs> oh, brother. Well, and you have a couple songs in there, too, because you also do the polka song, right? Yeah, we we did a we did a focus on Brian and Stan um, were just so bendable and flexible when it comes to uh, genres of, of music. Uh, Brian could play just about any instrument. He played accordion. Uh, <laughs> his father, I believe, played the accordion. I, I don't, you know, um, my my father in law played the accordion, but you know, I could sit there and play hold the accordion. I don't know, I can't play the damn thing. <laughs> you know, it's like I, I have friends here in town here that play the accordion. I just can't figure it out. You know, Stan can play a, a little bit of the accordion, uh, but um, uh, Brian wrote a song within in like in a couple of hours. And next thing you know, within the next two days, he had two songs, two polka songs. <laughs> and so I just had to have happen to have a lower voice than the rest of the guys. So I was able to basically sing the polka style that he wanted, that Brian wanted. And they, they, they basically said, could you guys do polkas? I said, well, sure, we can try it. So we did. <laughs> it came out of nowhere. Yeah, the little old lady uh, was, polka. <laughs> uh, yeah, pig polka. We, we don't, I don't even have a copy of pig pen polka. Yeah, I don't. Uh, that, that one uh, I didn't even know existed. I knew the little old lady one. So there was two the polka tracks. Polka, yeah, the little old lady. Yeah, that one, and then uh, Pig Pen Polka we wrote for the movie, and we got paid for it. Um, it's just that I don't know who has a copy of it. I have not heard a copy of it. It's about, I guess, uh, 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 yeah, I guess it's about having sex with animals, <laughs> I believe. And maybe, maybe that's the reason why they haven't put it out, uh, because I guess they kept it down, down low on the down low. <laughs> yeah, so, so I, I, I heard that's illegal now. <laughs> yeah, I think in Washington State now, I think that's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> that it is now illegal to yeah to do that. I, I didn't think that it that was ever legal, but I just realized that yesterday they passed that law. It's good to know. Yes, yeah, so. watch, watch out, Washington State. I guess. To where can people go to? Ch- is there anywhere that you guys have put the music where fans of Bad Channels can hear the rest of the the Eargasm album, or is it just kind of? Um, there is a website that you can you can get all that, but we don't even have control of the website. It's psychoticsymphony.com. It doesn't really even have anything to do with us. Basically, uh, uh, a guy who liked us a lot, he took took basically. I guess he has a server. Um, he uh, he said, um, if I can sell this stuff, I'll keep the website open. So that's what he did. Nice. And we all gave him permission to keep the site open. All right. You well, know, like if you. Say, then you can keep the site open, you know, because that, that kind of pays for it. Well, there you guys go. Go to PsychoticSymphony.com and pick up Eargasm because it's a great record. That's where that's where I have to go to get a copy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like all those videos and stuff that he has. Remember, we were playing on stage. We don't even know who took the videos. It's one of those things that you just go, oh, well, uh, I do think that... Uh, uh, there is a new video that will be out soon that no one has seen. Um, I believe um, uh, Petrophilo called me yesterday and said that he is going to put a new video out 
within the next couple of weeks that no one has ever seen yet. Ooh. So I am kind of wondering what it is. <laughs> That's exciting. That's... Have, and he was at his father's house. His father was a, uh, a, a, he basically videotaped everything we did. So his dad said, I have these couple of videos. Do you want to see what they are? Tim looked at him and said, yes, we've never seen those before. <laughs> so he is going to get copies and put them online. I think he's going to put them on YouTube. Oh, that's exciting. I'm going to have to, I'm going to keep my eyes peeled. I'm going to be Googling your guy's name for a couple of days now. I, uh, <laughs> one of our, one of our friends is Jeff Scott Soto. He was, uh, he's got his album out now, um, which is called, uh, uh, psychotic symphony. Oh, nice. That's, uh, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff's the singer of Yngwie Malmsteen way back when during like Rising Force. Okay, yeah. That's Jeff Scott Soto. Well, Jeff, Jeff's a friend of us, and he used to come to our, our practice place and stuff. And I got a few songs from the Dicondras slash Psychotic Symphony that I actually have Jeff singing on. Oh, and shit. And we'll get those out. They're, <laughs> they're, in the, they're, they're all bundled up in the, in the garage you know, on the on, on tape, I guess I gotta bake the tapes before I put them onto the real reel, huh. and uh, hopefully one day we'll get those out. It's good yeah. to see that you guys are able to keep digging up this stuff because it makes it feel like you guys never really well, went away. You know? Yeah, we, yeah. We we have so much stuff that we really don't know what to do with. We just try to, you know. It's like the the only problem is is that like we have stuff that we used to record our cassette tapes like every night just so we can listen to them and say how it was the, the night before. We have all these stuff. Maybe the tape has only been played one time. We got like piles of, you know, tapes and, and new songs or songs that we've never put out. And, uh, uh, they, the tapes are still good because they've only been played once and they've been kept in like large wooden boxes. So it keeps them nice. So hopefully one day we'll get that stuff out. Get something put out. Like when, uh, you know, when like minor threat had that, complete discography release that was just all the, the yeah. seven inches we'll get like a complete discography of psychotic symphony on vinyl or something <laughs> we're hoping we're hoping one day uh we'll put it this way uh the, the ability for me to take stuff off a of tape and put it onto digital is something beyond what i can do right now depending on like a cassette tape because it doesn't seem like i have any uh, any stuff that i can do that with um all my stuff is all sold off um, um, although, you know, I, I play live and stuff, you know, I still have, instead of a, di- a dining room table, I have, you know, you know, a, a full side, a full drum set and a couple of Marshall stacks. And that's my living room instead of, uh, <laughs> instead of a dining room table. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's, that's what we have here. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm trying to move the Marshall stacks over a little bit so that I can, uh, make more room for another stack that I have. But uh, um, I got a new Van Halen stack, the EVH stack. So I really like that one a lot. So I'm, I'm going to be playing that more. So I'm going to move the Marshalls over. So that's, that's what's going on now. But moving a cassette tape to digital, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> well, right, listen, anybody out there listening, if you if you know how to do it, let us know. And I'll pass the information on, on to Mark so we can yeah. get that Psychotic and Symphony then, stuff in our ears. Yeah, I could send them that stuff. They can have it, and they just, as long as they promise they put it out. <laughs> All right. Well, thank That'd you. Be great. <laughs> thank you so much, Mark, for for joining us for this little bonus episode. Um, this is a dream come no true problem. to get to talk to you guys. I've been, I must yeah, have been. If you, 
I must have been 10 when I saw that movie and I was like, who is this band? I need to know more about this band. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no, uh, we, we all still have our, our, our costumes and everything. Mine's, mine's over there by the drum set. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't let my 18-year-old forget. Yeah, reunion one of these days? I'm, I'm hoping, you know, Brian said yes. Uh, everybody said yes, um, except for Stan. So we're trying to get to talk to Stan. All we have to do is show up in Texas. <laughs> you know, just bring our instrument. Bring our instrument, and we can use the the the, the gig stuff from uh, uh, the spasmatics. You should try to do something like uh, uh, like if you're going into Texas, like you guys playing at Fantastic Fest or one of those like genre festivals would be huge. I would love it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I, if, you know, the guys want to do it. I'm I'm all willing to. You know, it's like uh, uh, Brian. We all we all talk. All of us talk. Um, Stan's just the only one that kind of says, okay, I got to go right now. Okay. You want to do it again? You know, that's, that's about it. So we're just kind of waiting to see if Stan says yes. All right. Well, I'm fingers crossed, Stan. I hope we you hear this episode. Go. We all want it. Everybody wants it. It's great. Yeah. So one day. All right. Well guys go and check out psychotic symphony.com so you can hear their feature length album. And I'm sure the videos will be continually uploaded as they come out. So hopefully we will get a Psychotic Symphony reunion one of these days because I will travel to watch that show for my for once. I need to see it one time. So uh, here's hoping. Thank you again so much, Mark, for, for taking the time. You're welcome. Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order. Covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? You're listening to the Geekscape Network. It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscovered Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. 
Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 